Deploying new technology is usually met with both excitement and hesitation. While new solutions offer business value, it also requires sufficient planning to integrate the technology into current operations. Throw a global pandemic into the mix, and suddenly, that planning has to shift to accommodate new remote conditions. On this episode of the Workday Podcast, Scott Palskill, VP of IT at Light Solutions, shares his best practices and lessons learned from undergoing a virtual deployment. I'm your host, Gadir Redler. Thanks for being here with me today, Scott. Before we get started, can you please tell me a little bit about your background and your current role at Alight Solutions? Yeah, sure, and thank you for having me. So I'm the finance and HR systems leader for Alight Solutions, and Workday and Adaptive Insights are at the center of my application strategy. So over the last three years, I've been managing Alight's Workday Financials, Procurement, Expense, PSA, Adaptive Insights Global Implementation. Over the last two months, we've been executing our deployment, which went live on 4.1 virtually. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about Alight Solutions. What were some of the challenges your firm was facing with managing client projects? So I think one of the biggest challenges we had was that we had many systems that were managing client projects, which honestly became a big problem because we had, at my last count, over 26 systems that were in some way, shape, or form managing our client projects. So unfortunately, many of those were either on aged infrastructure, some were connected to the main financial systems, others were not. And really having a global delivery model, it made it challenging for managing different projects on different systems for the same client. That's interesting. And so what made you want to change your processes and use Workday Professional Services Automation? Well, there are a couple of things there. We'd already seen the power of having a single HR platform. We were already on work to HCM and knowing and learning that the financial platform had come so far that we can actually get onto one single platform was super compelling for us. And for me, I'd almost call that the kind of the ERP nirvana where you can have both systems in sync together in the same place. We had a significant investment to make with our financial systems. I mean, having as many as we did, many of them were you know, completely aged out, right? They're on old hardware. They've been designed a decade plus ago. So there was a ton of work to get done to try to consolidate some of these platforms. And at the end of the day, you really wouldn't end up with a whole lot more value by just upgrading and maybe our newer hardware, so maybe it's a little more reliable. But other than that, we didn't have, we wouldn't be making a leap forward. So being able to take advantage of more of a modern platform that continues to evolve was just really a huge selling point for us. And in the process, yeah, we were able to get rid of, like I said, 26, 26 odd other systems that were supporting our financials in some way, shape, or form. And at the end of the day, I'm super proud that we were able to go live. And even in the pandemic, our workday mobile usage is up. And frankly, getting accurate time and expenses helps us with the speed of invoicing. So those are a number of the things that kind of led us toward PSA. Yeah, those are all really important things to consider when selecting a new vendor. So let's switch gears a bit and talk about your deployment. The global pandemic, you know, forced Alight Solutions to have to deploy PSA virtually. So can you tell us a little bit about that experience? Overall, the experience was incredibly positive. And it actually had some unintended benefits, which I think are worth talking about. But to give you some perspective, on April 1st, 20,000 people went from being casual Workday users from an HR perspective to really like daily, weekly 
uses of Workday for time tracking against projects. And, and the thing that's kind of crazy to think about is that we started contingency planning in early February for this idea that we might have to be virtual. And thankfully we did. We started contingency planning and we knew we needed to make some tweaks, but we started planning ahead before things kind of get really crazy. And overall, great positive experience. Awesome. That's great that you guys had already sort of started planning for a virtual deployment. You mentioned that there were some unintended benefits that came from deploying remotely. Can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, obviously the simple one was we saved quite a bit of time not traveling. <laughs> it saved some expense, <laughs> but that really wasn't the big benefit. We had planned to be on site in two different India locations at the same time, trying to get the shared service centers up and running as they do most of the project contract invoicing for a light. But ultimately, we, where the big benefits came were really around how we delivered training. So we definitely bolstered the training materials. We added you know, a few more details, just trying to make sure that, hey, this needs to stand up over a long distance, over distance, right? But also we added exercises. So that was something we didn't have planned originally, to have some really hardcore like exercises to prove that the team is going to be able to execute their job. There's definitely differences between other ERPs and how Workday executes projects contracts, but at the core, it's basically the same. And for us, we had a super high degree of confidence that each of those individuals would be able to do their job because they were all kind of all isolated as well. So when they, we'll call it pass the test, we reviewed what they did for their exercises. We were super confident they were going to be able to do their job correctly. And really setting up the project's contracts is also critically important to the revenue process, getting them set up correctly the first time. But the other cool part was everyone received the same training across both locations at the same time. So we had originally had to, we had planned to have two different trainers walking through two separate groups. We would get different questions and answers at each location. But in this case, we had our best trainer lead the sessions. She was our most experienced person and everyone got to hear the same questions and answers. A couple other things we did, we recorded all these sessions. So they're, you know, they'll be there ongoing. And one of the other things we did was we recorded time and absence training. So we'd intended to have the basic job aid stuff, but we ended up doing a couple of short videos, like two, three minutes each. On, here's how you enter time. Here's how you enter absence. Here's how you hit projects. And those were super well received by everybody. And that, I think that contributed to our early stability right out of the gate. So people were able to enter time without issue really in that first week. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm sure from this process, you've gotten a few best practices under your belt. Um, what were some of the lessons learned from deploying new cloud technology during this time? Yeah, well, I'm actually working on my, some estimates for my next projects already, which <laughs> that travel line, the travel lines actually dropped quite a bit. But I think there's three key things that, that we took away from this. And the, and the first one was planning ahead. So when I mentioned we started thinking about this in February, you know, things didn't really change for us until maybe mid-March as far as the work from home you know, order at that point. And so we'd, we had about a month head start getting ready. So plan ahead. For us, it was you know, what happens if, what happens when. The other thing we did was in this planning was we got ahead of the curve a little bit. We, we tried to get some key individuals home early and, and make sure that we protected them from whatever might be coming because we felt that was actually probably the biggest risk to our deployment and our training is if we lost some of the key folks. We also did some testing of the technology of our group and meeting technology. We knew we were going to be delivering to right around 150 people in India from the U S starting at 4 AM Chicago time. You don't really want to have a technical issue at that, at that time of day. 
and try to get the right people aligned. So we, tr you know, you want to trust your technology, but also verify, right? Verify it's ready for these all-day sessions. We also get tactical with the, with the team, right? We, how do you keep 150 people who are all working from home engaged in a WebEx training session, right? So we we schedule some different breaks. We add some like quizzes and. We also had some homework and we tried to have some fun with it. And for us, I think the other thing was thinking daily, right? We weren't just, we're thinking about how do we, it's very important to have the team interaction, frequent check-ins with the project team and just continue to communicate a lot. I don't know, it's quite a bit for the first, first topic, but the second one is being deliberate. For us, we really wanted to make sure we're using video wherever possible so we could see each other. There was a certain amount of patience we needed to have with everyone being at home. There were definitely some distractions and you had to repeat yourself every once in a while because somebody's dog barked or whatever else happened. We're more deliberate about setting up daily triage sessions and issue discussions. But we also did some other things with making sure our CEO and CFO were involved. Our CFO joined one of the 4AM calls you know, and just thanking the team for you know, pushing hard and pushing through this challenge because it really felt like that gave the team a boost. We recorded everything. When you're in the office, you end up having some happy hours, right? We ended up having some virtual happy hours just to kind of celebrate the milestones we were hitting over the course of the deployment. So also take the time to celebrate, right? And then the third and final point is really the change management. It's really just as important as the functional being delivered correctly. I think one of the things that made this pivot pretty easy for us to go virtual was that we had a really strong change management plan to begin with. And it, everything was pretty much shaped. We just had to change a little bit of the way we delivered. But I would also say, like, leverage all of your digital avenues that your company has, your portals, your blogs, messages, even messages on the Workday homepage, which is where we put a couple different messages along the way. Not as many people read emails, right? It's, it's more about in your face and the videos, I think, that help a lot. We also had a super strong change agent network. Their purpose was to help us with more of, the, of a grassroots type effort where they could be on point, they could test drive our training materials and almost be like a first line of defense for us. So we actually had seven different change groups that we were engaged with throughout the project, trying to make sure we were ready for go live. So that definitely helped a ton. And like I said before, regarding the time and absence training, we ended up using our LMS and our learning management system and requiring that training. And we had over 80% compliance. Everything we heard about that with those little videos just made it so much easier to to run through and be done. You're done in five to seven minutes, I think is what they took. Those are the three things. That's awesome. Sounds like you guys kind of had all of the outside forces working against you. All these, <laughs> you had a great plan in place and you were prepared. And I think there's a lot of great lessons that any business can apply to a virtual deployment that they may be considering or preparing for. So that's great insight. So a lot of the lessons learned that you share can be taken as advice. Do you have any other advice that you would give to businesses who are looking to deploy a new tool or technology virtually? If you'd asked me three years ago, I maybe would have had a different answer, but sometimes the world will change whether you want it to or not. And this virtual deployment was feasible and, and it required planning, right? And required contingency planning to your contingency plans. But it, if you're able to actually get ahead of it and think through some of the what ifs, I think it's 100% feasible. I will go back to the change management and communication team is super, super important because you, you don't have the kind of the drive-by conversation that answers that quick question. You, you have to be super deliberate about what you're trying to do. I said it before, leverage your technology resources, leverage your digital, all your digital avenues to make the change successful. And honestly, the, the last little bit that we added into our training with respect to the exercises, if there's risk to 
what you're doing. Make sure you've, you've got the right tools in place to make people successful and you know, give them the opportunity to have places to get questions answered. I didn't mention it earlier, but we ended up having virtual office hours as well. We'd intended to actually have a place to walk by in the office when, if anybody was having trouble, where we were just gonna have a couple of people working from a conference room and have a place to drive by and stop. We ended up scheduling, I think it was a total of 24 different virtual office hour sessions for time and absence. And we ended up canceling many of them at the end because everyone was just prepared and doing their job and they listened and, <laughs> and did their training. But you know, we ended up doing virtual office hours and that worked really well. It's always nice yeah. when no one shows up to office hours because that I means know. you're doing something right. <laughs> I actually had a couple of comedy hours. <laughs> a couple of hours but, I like that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. All right. So as we wrap up here, I want to kind of shift topics just a little bit. Um, how is Alight Solutions thinking about returning to the office? What kinds of questions are you guys asking yourselves as a leadership team? And what steps are you planning for when offices reopen? Yeah, we're definitely going to take a a deliberate approach again. And there's some folks that have had a harder time uh, working from home than others, whether it be just the, kind of their equipment setup or you know, their inability maybe to have a quiet place to work. Definitely want to consider that some of those fo folks first, but we, there's actually a large portion of the population that is doing just fine. And you know, like I said earlier, we're, we're jumping right into the next projects. We've got a pretty large acquisition to uh, ingest and we're starting that project virtually. I think we've proven you don't have to be in the office for everything. It's super nice to be in the office every once in a while, but it, there's definitely some folks that need to be and there's some that don't need to be. And I think we're not going to push it at this point. That's probably the best way to put it and not put people at risk. And I think with some of the activities that are being canceled this summer, I think, you know, I think it's going to be important to continue to find that balance between work and life and priority. I know for us, a lot of our kids' activities were canceled yesterday for the whole summer. The pools are closed and everything else. So, it definitely changes the dynamic uh, with respect to childcare. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm a working mom too, and we're, we're trying to keep little ones entertained. And <laughs> yeah. you can't do that if you're in an office, right? You have to be home with them. Right. I mean, I, I think with our teams, we've been very, very flexible with, and especially for me, I mean, I, I'm not super concerned that you're available eight to five. It's about when you can be productive and it's being caring and compassionate with, with all your, with all your colleagues that, there's definitely some things that are out of all of our control and it's been a nice, nice change, honestly, that everyone's just been so, so kind to each other. Mm -hmm. um, it's been a nice unintended benefit of, of the situation we're in right now. Yeah, absolutely. Almost, you know, learn more about your colleagues, personal life than you ever would have had the situation not happened. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Scott, thank you so much for being here with me today and chatting all about your virtual deployment. <laughs> thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. If you'd like to hear more Workday podcasts, please make sure to subscribe. Thanks for listening. Thank you.